You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. Hello and welcome to episode 142 of PlayStation Unchained. I'll be your host this week, uh, Benjamin Shalil, aka Chili. Um, uh, it's been a busy week, it's been an interesting week, but it's been a bit of a fun week with all the game announcements and the news and all the things and the words. Um, we've got uh, pretty much our usual you know, standard people on this week. Uh, we've got Neil. Yo. I am here and in the flesh, in a digital sort of flesh, I suppose. <laughs> Your avatar is here. I, my avatar, yeah. This is like Northern Vaya, I have a tire. It, it, it did take several years to make a new one, either, like David Cameron. No. <laughs> David Cameron? David Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> well. He's probably going to spend all the money on some his dodgy politician mates, isn't he? <laughs> it's the true cost of Brexit there, is it? <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> anyway, anyway I'm, I'm, I'm fine. How are you? Breaking up now. I can't believe it. <laughs> okay, let's, let's focus. Um so, how was your week? Has it been busy? Have you had many games? Oh, yes. Many of the games. Well, not as many as normal, but I suppose it's like, you know, the same problem of big games. You know, this time of year is the, the meteor stuff comes out. And to be honest, <laughs> I've got distracted by a game that I'm not even reviewing, which is always fun. But, uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that, I'm sure, in a minute. Okay. Yeah, I've been distracted by a few games recently with the Halloween events. I know a lot of them. Um, <laughs> Naming their names. Yeah. And um, Gary, we've got you on this week as well. You have me. I am here. How was your so, week? My week's been pretty good. It's been pretty good. I uh, bought some games that I probably won't be able to play until the end of the year. <laughs> like always. Game? Which hey, games did you purchase? Well, Target was having a buy two, get one free sale. And I went to Target, and they didn't have any of the games that I wanted. So I had to buy them online, because they had the same sale. I got um, Mafia 3, um, Xenoverse 2, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2. And I couldn't find anything else I wanted, so I ended up grabbing Battlefield 1. Hey, I'm tempted to get that, to be honest. That old Titanfall. (laughs) <laughs> it, I was a, it was a toss-up between the two, but I went with Battlefield simply because I wanted the more World War setting rather than the futuristic Fair enough. setting. Uh, I guess we'll start with you then. What games have you been playing this week? Me? Um, yeah. World, of, World of Final Fantasy, Way. mostly. Um, I'm making some features for the site about the game. I'm going to be doing some uh, cool stuff about how to find Odin who um, I encountered in a cutscene, as a surprise cutscene, I guess it was, and now I have to go find him, so that should be fun. Um, So I'm doing some features. I might do a little more about some of the best minions to collect or mirages to collect, the best evolutions to do with them. We'll see. 
uh, whatever I have time for and how 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 much interested people are in the game since it's is released. It Tomberry? <laughs> I actually have a Tomberry. I have a Tomberry King now. Yeah, but is one of the best minions a Tomberry? Because otherwise I'd be disappointed. I think the Tomberry King is really good if you get all of his abilities simply because his knife ability has a medium chance to insta-kill. <laughs> it's not a high chance, it's a medium chance. So um, the Toneberry King is definitely a, a one to go with, yeah. Yay! Final final evolution, so... Uh, yeah. I also got a Pony. Uh, nice. Pony Unicorn is what it is. Um, that evolves into something pretty epic. Um, I'm not going to say what it is, though, because I haven't done it yet. Um, it looks epic, though. So yeah, that, that's pretty much the only game I've been playing, fortunately. <laughs> that and uh, Doken Battle on my phone, which they're having a, a One Piece crossover right now. Yeah, no. So you uh, can go and do that and get some awesome quiet. They're also celebrating the 100 million downloads, global downloads, and uh, Super Vegito is coming out on Tuesday. I pulled... So yeah, to get him. I yeah. pulled an S- SSR... God Goku and SSR Beerus. Very nice. The the technique one. Yeah. Very nice. The gr- the green Beerus. Yeah. Yeah, the technique one. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. He's pretty powerful once you level him up. Yeah, I've, I've maxed him out already. I made him my lead squad leader, so he could use him. Yeah, he he becomes pretty epic if his health goes down to minus thirty percent. Oh well. Yeah, he goes into fury mode where he attacks like four times in a row. And I got a purple <laughs> Goku, I think it was. Uh, Did you get that scene? Purple <laughs> Goku. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, uh, yeah and, and, and some Mario Kart I played yesterday with my nice. friends. Uh, well, I should say the rage-inducing Mario Kart. That game is not fun. <laughs> that you think... <laughs> Mario Kart is not fun. mentioning it every week. <laughs> it's not fun, but I keep playing it. I hate this game so much. Ooh. But you keep playing it. It's it's just fun to mess with your friends. I don't know how they consider this a fun party family game. Like, this game will lead to divorces and <laughs> and murder, most likely. That, 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 is the, that is the you know textbook definition of a fun party game, one that makes you want to murder people. Yeah, that, that, is, that is how it's supposed <laughs> to be. Yeah, it's if if you're not throwing chairs and, and having a 30-minute brawl after it, a multiplayer match, then he's just not done it right, I think. Yeah, it was fantastic. My my friend was about to finish the race in the first place, and he gets nailed by a boo shell, literally like a oh. foot away from the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> and he finished in eighth because of it. Oh. <laughs> it was great. The race, I think he was going to break my controller. I was scared. <laughs> That's what Mario Kart does, though. Being in first place is the worst position you can be in that game. <laughs> But yeah, that, that's pretty much all I've been playing. And Neil, what have you been up to this week? Well, boy, I have been up to some great things. Um, should I start off with the best one, which is quite clearly a farming simulator 17. I mean that completely insincerely, of course. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, you, no. you, I know you'd be looking, but considering some of the games you play. That could literally be the best game you play, even if it is like the worst game you think of. I mean, <laughs> technically, it's not the worst game I played this week. So, yeah, that, there's that. see, 
So, yeah, it's uh, we'll get to that. Yeah, I dislike it more than the other game simply because of the, the fan base, shall we say, that uh, <laughs> have uh, which you I have, me, the, yeah. the Farmyard Pro Defense League. Uh, <laughs> quite unhappy that I didn't like the game, and apparently I should be a farmer, and that's the only way I can review it. So, which apparently I didn't know, Ben, last year when. You reviewed farming simulator that you were indeed of the ad- agricultural sense it's uh well, yeah, hey, you it... have to be a farmer to review a farming simulator game just like if you're playing tekken you have to become a fighter and when you're playing an oh, rpg yes. it's, it's... you have to get break into people's houses and steal stuff from their underwear drawer because you're the well, hero yeah, it, it's why skyrim's one of my favorite games you know it's um <laughs> i'm good at eating sweet rolls and <laughs> Listening to people make the stupid arrow to the knee joke over and over again. But, uh, yeah. Notice you're a reviewer. Yes. It's like, well, if it's a niche product, what you want us to get a niche person in to do it? No, apparently it's not, or not review it. Which is like, uh, you should, if you're going to have a niche game, just having niche reviewers review a niche game is pointless because you don't learn anything from the reviews. But if, if you're who's curious, don't play then you need outside opinions. And there we go. That's it. You need perspectives other than talking about this game. That is why I'm reviewing it. That's, that, that, to me, I think is the sort of person that wants to come into doing reviews and writing for free games of their favorite free games rather than they want to talk about games and what works and what doesn't work. And it's like, because, you know, we even here, we've, we have those people come through now and again that, quite clearly think that all they're here for is to go, I want to play this game, I like this game, and I like this game, so they're the games I'm going to review, it's like, but don't want to touch anything that's outside their comfort zone. And it's uh, enlightening, to say the least, that you, you still get that sort of ignorance. I'll review any game you throw at me except for strategy games, because screw that, I'd rather not. <laughs> yeah, but this is it, and strategy games aren't generally my my wheelhouse as someone put it but uh xcom is one of my favorite games ever and that's a strategy game and it's like football managers strategy game yeah, it works it you can in that wheelhouse without being you know adept at it necessarily you can have fun in any given genre like i hate car games i hate racing games but burnout is one of the best racing series ever to me and one of the best things ever so it's yeah it's finding your spot in that and and learning to appreciate the whole genre through your your portal into it, if you will. It's like, I mean, there are people out there who probably find you know, F one games more exciting than Burnout Paradise, but it's like, it's only, uh, me, I'm like, they're crazy. Well, no. Yeah, it's like it's sterile. It's like, <laughs> they're saying it's uh, well, it's like saying some people probably like Harvest Moon more than they like Farming Simulator. But uh, yeah. Be... there you go. Sorry, I'm hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> so yes that was fun otherwise i wouldn't have really had much to say about it it's just it was it's rare you have a game you just don't really want to play anymore and it's just yeah you know you know you have to because you know the first thing that someone will say in review is you don't know what you're talking about you don't review things properly you probably spent 10 minutes on it which i still got anyway but uh, <laughs> yeah at least you know you can go well no i didn't i suffered through it thanks and that's exactly why it got four out of ten it's I'm reviewing so it, next year's. Oh, no, um, it's set in stone. I have to do it now. Aww. And uh, we're figuring which way to make it interesting. But I um, did last year's, damn it. 
you'll probably do the official review, but we'll probably do something the day before that comes out just to take yeah, the piss. Yeah. I just but, hope it supports VR. Otherwise, I'm taking a point. <laughs> well, now, yeah, it could. Good, entirely. I mean, it um, already has first-person mode. It's not going to be hard to strap in, strap on. Strap on. <laughs> strap on some VR. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to take... Yeah, you know, spend too long in it because you start thinking that you could just play bumper cars in traffic when you go out in the real world. <laughs> or that, that grass can pass entirely through you and things like that. It's... Wait, that doesn't do that to you in real life. Well, you know, no. maybe you're just broken. I am just broken. <laughs> uh... Um. Anyway, as I said, not the worst thing I've played this week, but yeah, that, that reaction around it made me dislike it more. Um. No, Mark, Mark Morris's Infinite Air, which uh, came out last week, is the first of the three snowboarding games out this year after there were no snowboarding games on PS4 for three years. And none uh, of those are SSX. No. And you know what? This starts all right to a degree. It's like, oh, look, open mountain. You can drop in and drop out all these little challenges and things but it just it slowly starts revealing that it doesn't really know what it's doing i mean the developers of it make rugby games generally this is the first time they've ever done a snowboarding game yeah and admirable effort in some respects i mean looks nice enough and sometimes it looks good in motion and the idea of this open map where you can just and yeah you can design the mountain how you like and (coughs) steep but yeah set your courses that's wonderful but mechanically it's dog shit it just doesn't work properly you know it's it's slow unresponsive it doesn't know whether it wants to be simulation or arcade and it doesn't quite hit either there's like some stuff you'll get forgiven for like you'll be flying through the air speed and think shit i'm going to hit that tree and smack it no you just clip right through it but then you'll be on the ground and that same tree and you'll slightly knock it and you'll go poof off off your board it's wildly inconsistent that's weird yeah and yeah it just it requires you to complete challenges for each section in order to unlock other parts of the game and it's just i mean really you have to properly grind and for a game that isn't that enjoyable to begin with it's like so the difference here is worst game on paper now but the fundamentals are there to make a better game next time around so i'm positive about it in a way but yeah, it's it's a poor game in terms of enjoyment and sort of getting that balance between arcade and sim. You know, it's not it ain't no Tony Hawk of the Snow. This one, it's well, it ain't no Tony Hawk of the Snow. It's more new Tony Hawk's the Snow. Yes, but probably not that bad. <laughs> I'd say. You can see where some good ideas are. Here. <laughs> uh, but um. Going up from that, then, um, I suppose Batman, the new Telltale episode, which was better this this month, but um, still full of weird little problems and, you know, Telltale trying their best to make their own way with certain characters and change established law. I still don't get this whole Penguin thing. He doesn't have the same accent in any of the episodes at this rate. I know in this one he puts on a posher accent, not posher accent for a reason. It's like even when he's speaking in his normal cockney accent, it doesn't sound like the one from the episode before, where, as I said before, he sounded like some sort of Russell Brand doing a Jack Sparrow impression. 
Um, Which still sounds amazing to me. It has, but it's just it, a penguin. Yeah, the accents all well and good. You know, Nolan North did it with his Arkham version, but it's the fact that he doesn't look anything like the penguin in any discernible way. It's like in Gotham, uh, that penguin. He at least has some penguin-esque characteristics, despite being very tall and slim. Like, yeah, you know, whereas penguin is traditionally quite squat and round. But uh, this one is tall and slim and handsome and has a trendy haircut. And it's just like, eh, don't get it. I really don't get it. It's a nice dynamic, though, all the same, this whole Bruce versus Cobblepot thing where a power struggle thing going on. And that's nice. Cat, um, Laura Bailey's Catwoman is brilliant. Is it Laura Bailey that's playing Catwoman, Gary? Who's playing Catwoman? I'm trying to think, is it Laura Bailey or is it Ashley Johnson? I, I was, think I, it is. Let's see. I'm not 100% sure. Nor am I. No, I, I want to say Ashley Johnson. But, uh, hmm. but anyway, she's very good. And, I think it is Laura Bailey. Yeah. It's a very good cat one. It's probably the best. Yeah, or a by far. Um, even old Harvey Dent's better this episode. It's like he's sort of veering more towards you know, the other side of his character, and that works well. This uh, mysterious bemasked figure that's mm, you know, there was a lot, if you played it, you sort of have ideas of who it could be, but yeah, it's none of those people, and it's kind of a little weird, sort of a twist, but not a twist, and it's a bit yeah, but better episode. Again, I do think that once the whole series is out, it will work better, but it's just, this was a bit of a a step up, but still not quite sales best sort of stuff. Um, right, so it's the two big games um, this week, which, of course, one is Skyrim and returning there with the, the uh, special edition version, which, yeah, I think, I think I saw it quoted on Twitter as being, it's like, exactly like you remember playing it but with nostalgia filters turned up to 110%, because it's like the game keeps it as you remember it, if you're remembering it fondly, of course. It's, and, yeah, it's lovely. But as much as I thought I was going to get sucked in, another game did come along and uh, knock it out of the way for a bit, and I've been compelled to play it. I've still not finished the uh, campaign for it, but uh, Titanfall 2, which, you know, a much maligned part of this show. Is, Titanfall 2? <laughs> Didn't fall too. I wasn't prepared for didn't fall. Um, <laughs> I, no, seriously, the campaign, very good. It's I think like I saw you stream it. I saw some of one of our. I, it wasn't me. No, it's like God. No, I. I, I wonder who even was streaming it. Because someone on our uh, was on our Twitch streaming it. Probably Ernest because yeah. he's uh, he's reviewing it. I got the uh, UK copy, but um, yeah, it's. I think. I was trying to think who described it. I think it was Matt Lees on uh, Twitter. He said it had a, a bit of binary domain to it, a bit of a Valve shooter to it, and and you know classic COD, if you will, you know, in old Infinity Ward style COD, which you know being respawn who were Infinity Ward, it makes sense. Yeah, it's yeah, it's cool. It's uh, you get your robot buddy, and he's typically a robot buddy, you know, not understanding your. your He'll, uh, 
It seems a bit like Apple. Optimus Prime in the trailers, but I'm guessing he doesn't look play like that in the. No, no, he is more like robot <laughs> intelligence. Of like, if you say certain things, he'll take it literally. You know that okay. sort of way, which is fun. And the plot is very cliche to start with. That you know, it's the whole. It's like, oh, you're a rookie that's never going to be a pilot, and it's like, oh, now you're going to be a pilot because you know coincidences happen, and now you've got to pilot this robot and because reasons. There's reasons, and you had the potential in you all along, that sort of stuff. But it does <laughs> just get, yeah, it gets really good on that. And then they go places that you don't expect. I mean, at one point I thought it was veering towards, like, this big twist reveal, but it just turned out to be just one section. And I was just like, it, on its, if, if it had, that would have been great enough on its own. But I think the fact that they were brave enough to sort of do it, and then say after it, this whole section had finished and go, nah, we're not going there again. That's that done. Like, cool. Excellent. It's like, won't spoil it because honestly, if you're going to play it, that's what you want. You want to go in blind on that game. It's just, it's even people saying, oh, it's it's good and it's nice and great. It's like, it doesn't really prepare you for how good it can be. I mean, I've seen people since obviously you get backlash on, in social media these days within 10 minutes of something getting praised. But so, uh, yeah, the backlash being that, you know, oh, what about Doom? Doom did the same things. And I, Doom didn't grab me immediately in the same way i found and wolfenstein mm, yeah it was hit and miss it did some very good things but it also got very trudgy and stupid towards the end so yeah i think the fact that it's no one really expected this of a game that obviously didn't have a, a single player campaign last time and tried to integrate it all in and it's yeah it's just so fast and frenetic and Kind of reminds me of very old school shooters, you know, like your Quakes and your Unreals, but with that, obviously that mech edge and obviously it takes a lot of uh, influence from, we were talking about Avatar before, it's, uh, you know, they basically have the creatures from Avatar and they have the mechs from Avatar, so it's Avatar really, the game, but with war running and stuff and more killing of people, so yeah, and no blue people. So yeah, surprise game. Brilliant. Good. I'm hoping that uh, when I try the multiplayer out, it's actually also very good. That'd be that'd be a turn up for the books. A nice surprise. Very nice surprise. That's me done. Uh, I've been playing a bit more Xenoverse 2 because the game is amazing. I've beaten the story. I've got the secret ending. And I've got a maxed out level 80 character. Nice. The game. Wow. Yeah. The game, uh, but to be fair though, it seems a lot easier to level up in this game than it did the last one. By the time I finished the actual campaign yeah. mode, I was level sixty-two. So yeah, I was almost capped just by finishing the story. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen any really yeah. bad reviews for it. To be honest, I've seen oh, six out of ten is really the worst. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, and I've been playing Fantasy Fourteen because the event was on this week, a Halloween event where you've got to go around the spooky house and not get seen by anything, or they will kill, or turn you into pumpkins, and your insanity will go down, and then you huh. lose if you get all your insanity down to zero. Huh. Uh, and you've got no abilities, no weapons, no nothing. You're capped at level one. Uh, mm. Interesting. And. I did the Warframe Halloween event where you've got to pretty much do the exact same thing in a way. You're <laughs> plumped on a uh, planet and then you've got to beat a giant jack-o'-lantern dog. And you 
all you've got is your fists. Everything else is disabled, and then you're fighting like zombie dogs, zombie monsters, and zombie yeah, like zombies. Yeah. As you beat them down with your fists. Yeah, you've actually reminded me of. Uh, I did play a bit of Elder Scrolls Online this week in the build up to Skyrim, and uh, they've got their witches festival on there. Nice. And it's like you, basically, if you join it up, you turn into like a skeletony person. It's a, it's interesting. That's. I yeah, still need to do the Destiny event before it ends. Mainly because the box of raisins we got last year that has no use whatsoever last year, you just got for some reason from Eris. Actually, yeah. has a use this year. You use it, you can get a shader. Shocking. And if you get the shader, oh. you also get a leak, which has no use. So that'll probably be next year. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's what I've been playing this week. Uh, Excellent. We've been playing some games we have. They sure do exist, those video games. Uh, I do want World of Fire Fantasy, but I don't have any money because of VR. So I'll get that when I get more money. Um, so while we've been talking about Fire Fantasy, Final 15 has been confirmed to have a pro support, but the pro support won't be a huge upgrade over the uh, PS4 version. Uh, Which many games will be like, I think, Yeah, to be honest. I don't expect a huge amount, uh, maybe a better steadier frame rate, more anti-aliasing, that's about it, really. Yeah, it, the Games will generally just look a little better, uh, at the, the very least. So, it's like, it may cause a bit of disparity with some games, but well, what can you do? It's they'll, they'll probably have a base level of, you have to at least try this much to make yeah. the game look better. It's like, okay, we'll do that much. We'll do just as much as we need to, and maybe a little bit more. Maybe a tiny bit, but not that's it um, so yeah I'm really excited for Final Fantasy 15 and uh, with World of Final Fantasy coming out recently I wanted to ask what is everyone's favourite Final Fantasy character and why and who and when and what and what uh, as Neil's been talking a lot I'll go with Gary first do I have to just pick one I, I don't know pick how many would you pick Neil because I know you don't play haven't played many most of eight characters. Okay, then. Okay. Uh, top three. How's that sound? Uh, that's Thought the flavor. Three, three heroes, three villains. Is that word? Yeah, um, just straight up evil, one hundred percent evil. No, no side story, no reason for him to be the way he is. He's just straight up evil, and he does such a fantastic job in six of portraying that role. Um, if you haven't played six, he's one of the best reasons to go and and check it out. Um, besides Kefka, I would say um, Caius. Uh, is another one of my favorite villains now. Uh, he was the main villain in Final Fantasy XIII too, um, simply because even though he was portrayed as a villain, I actually felt the reasoning behind what he was doing. Um, I didn't consider him the villain. I was I was actually very heartbroken by his story, and a lot of people probably would have done the same thing that he did. Uh, so if you haven't played thirteen two, um, and you don't care about, so do you care about spoilers, Neil? 
Neil was gone. We've lost Neil. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm here. I was really like I've muted my mic and I hadn't turned it back on. <laughs> I was there. I've done that. The uh, yeah, but yeah, I've I've played the ones I'm going to play tomorrow. So yeah, okay. Well, in thirteen two, Caius he is pretty much an immortal uh, protector, and he protects this girl who is destined to die and come back to life and then die again. And she's been doing it for like two thousand years. And he's pretty much sick and tired of watching this girl that he protects, like a daughter, continue to die in front of him all the time. So he decides to finally put an end to the cycle. So he's trying to destroy time itself in order to pretty much save this girl from dying all the time. Um, It's a very heartbreaking story. Great villain. I think he was, in my opinion, the best villain since Sephiroth, I guess you can say. Um since Sephiroth is so popular these days. Um, yeah, Caius is phenomenal. Uh, very well-written character. Uh, I actually only have one hero that I really enjoyed, and that hero was uh, Terra from Final Fantasy VI. Um, really enjoyed her. Uh, very messed up story for her as well. The whole story of Six is messed up. Everybody is heartbreaking in that game. So... Um, yeah, those are, I guess, my three. I'll just go with those three. Yeah, sounds good. Fair dues. Fair dues. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be very not in-depth here because I, I have so few characters that I really sort of get into, and most of them are from Final Fantasy VIII. Um, I suppose Cypher is probably going to be my good bad if you will because obviously he's not really bad he's just being brainwashed and uh, but i don't know i like the whole rivalry thing with him and school and you know, the fact that school is just this i don't really give a shit about what's going on in any way sort of shrug your shoulders whatever the world is the world fuck it and until he has to end up saving it never quite get that but there you go uh but yeah it's a great sort of story arc of conflicting you know this brainwashing makes him push everyone away from him and just you, you kind of hope for a little bit of redemption and that you get to have him back with your team again. But yeah, it's just I like the look. Back then, it was just the look of him, you know, the, the coat, the the anti-score, if you will. It's like while still being a bit of a miserable bastard, he at least was forced to be a miserable bastard, and it made sense along that. Um, also, and within that game, Zell is just brilliant. I love Zell. It's just it's full of energy and nonsense and goes out he's a a dumb fun character um and i said most of that team are great and you know selfie is brilliant and ah it just goes on just goes on 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 um yeah idea is not bad as a villain i suppose in that but uh yeah i I said where villains are concerned not been that big a fan with final fantasy games of what i want played you know that and yeah so i'll probably just go with those really <laughs> so as limited as that is <laughs> yeah i'm trying to think of a villain that i think's good yeah i mean like i, I said Cypher, the closest i go i come and yeah. i don't like him because he's a, a villain because he's not a real villain he's a you know, he's the anti-hero if you will but never gets to be the anti-hero well, I'm going to go with Sephiroth, of course, because everyone knows and it's a fanboy thing as my favourite villain because everyone yeah. does. He's a re- yeah. 
It's just because. Uh, oh, it, Barrett. Sorry, it's just in yeah. the good in the good characters thing. I have to mention Barrett's fun. So even though he's just a tiny bit racist these days. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you hear about the fact that they joked about uh, the raw bomb, which is one of the characters in Fantasy Fourteen, about he's lost his arm right in the at uh, the end of I think it was two point oh. Yeah. Uh, they joked about giving him a gun arm like Barrett. <laughs> and then giving him a. Uh, it make him talk more like Mr. T, even though he doesn't sound anything like him in the game anyway. Just because he's got this new gun arm. Excellent. <laughs> um, so, yeah. yeah. That was interesting. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with my heroes being the fact that uh, Vivi is, is one of the best. He's uh, probably Vivi's one of my favourite characters. Uh just because of his tragic backstory and you know everything yeah very designer as well it's just yeah. very memorable as that you know it's one of yeah definitely one of my highlights of nine that's for sure so yeah. which is weird because he looks like a black mage from every final fantasy <laughs> yeah but he is the, yeah. the casual yeah, people see that he has actual personality it's completely yeah. different now yeah yeah, a casual fan will look at the picture of Evie and know that it's Evie, you know, rather than you know a black mage. That's, I mean, he's distinct enough that yeah. he stands out from the norm. By the way, if if you're in North America, don't forget to do the Amazon promotion for Fantasy Fifteen, which will start in two days, and you'll have a chance to get Vivi's weapon and the Gale blog from Fantasy Fourteen, and um, what was it? The another weapon, uh, the Masumi blade. Uh, if you do the Amazon road trip promotion, if you live in North America, you don't have to pre-order Fantasy Fifteen from Amazon, but you do have to do the event if you want to win those prizes. Nice. Um, so yeah, a little plug for that event and Fire Fantasy right there. Fantasy uh, Nine again. I think one of my uh, this is the character that everyone will think is stupid, and that's why I love him. Because he is the most stupid, weirdest character, really, in any game. And I can never say his name right, so I'm sorry to any Final Fantasy fan that's going to slap me for this. Queena? Quinn? The one that likes all the frogs. Yeah. (laughs) I I, I, I like my food. So having a character that learns abilities by eating stuff is just amazing. It, it, that is just yeah, especially as he has a yeah connected with Vivi as well. My favorite character, it just makes him even more amazing. Um, and I did the mini games where eating the frogs because screw it, it's food and I enjoy it. And my favorite character is going to be from Fantasy fourteen, Tataru, the Lalafell part of the uh, Scions. She isn't really a hero. But the amount of work she puts into the Scions, the amount she does for the Scions, kind of makes her one of my favourite characters. I mean, she does the work, she does the uh, budgeting for the Scions. She goes out and makes some clothes. She goes out mine. She goes out gathering. She, she does actually has a job in the game. The amount of stuff she does in the game is ridiculous. So that's why she is voted as my favourite character. Because she is amazing. And does all the things. While everyone else seems to do nothing at all. <laughs> Except for you, of course. You're the one that has to do all the actual main missions. But I'm just, yeah. It, it, yeah plot wise. 
everyone else seems to just wander off and oh we found something while she's like oh well i've done the financing i've I've become a dancer at the pub oh i made you all new clothes and i've also gone off of mind and i've learned how to be a summoner yeah usual sunday stuff yeah Yeah. so that's there is one there is one more character i forgot to mention oh go ahead if i um, Zack from Crisis Core. Oh, yeah. Um, Zack was probably the best written character in all of the Final Fantasy VII. Um, and it was so tragic because playing the game, you know what happens to him. You know he dies before Final Fantasy VII. So you know the outcome of the end of the game, but when you actually see how it happens, I was actually in tears when it happened, which a lot of games don't tend to do that to me. And just seeing it, it was just so heartbreaking. Even though you knew what was going to happen to him, watching see how it happened was just... Uh. And I hate Square Enix because they have not given me Crisis Score as a digital download to play on my Vita. And the only way I can play it is on my PSP. And I hope they realize this mistake. And when the 7 remake eventually comes out, I hope they decide to release that game as a digital download for something. I don't care what. As long as I don't have to play it on my <laughs> PSP. <laughs> They'll re-release as a digital PSP only title. No, I will kill them. <laughs> I will kill them. The story doesn't even work anymore, so I won't even be able to download it. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh my so god. Stop the hopefully presses. they realize their mistake. Stop the presses, guys. The greatest game ever made is getting pro support. I just noticed. I forgot about this. The greatest game ever made. The one with Cerny in the bathtub, baby. Knack is getting PS4 pro support. Oh, my God. This is why it's not been on Plus, you see. They bang, <laughs> they bang on selling it again. <laughs> now that it will look all shiny and whatever. <laughs> I have a copy of Knack. I was ready for this. I was waiting. In in slightly related news, um, <laughs> I, I I discovered something today that is probably something I want to write about that is probably video game related. But what? Let's get PS Pro Sport. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no um, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, Skyland has got a TV series on uh, Netflix this week, oh, and. Well. Uh, and guess what? Crash Bandicoot's in an episode of it. And he has a voice and everything. So I feel like I've got to review that episode of, of uh, Skylanders Academy. Uh, just Crash Bandicoot. Is it on Netflix? And yes, yeah. I might have to sp- watch it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so Spyro and Crash wow. on television. That's fantastic, man. It is. It's Crash like... is in it. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yeah. Thankfully, only for an episode by the sound of it. So it's like, I mean, it couldn't be any worse than Pac-Man and the Ghostly Adventures. Oh, God, program. that looks so bad, if I'm rightly. It is, oh, it's terrible. It's I just, didn't watch uh, any of it, but the, I think it was the one I saw of um, the really bad CGI. Yeah, and okay. Pac-Man and the Ghostly Adventures. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like, um, yeah, where everyone is like, has arms and legs and they are actual characters and it's just fucking stupid it's like beyond stupid anyone uh, else really looking forward to the tetris movie though oh sorry 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 i lie the tetris trilogy Tetris. i, just, <laughs> I think it was it the, third, like the trilogy the white, didn't it 
Yeah, I think that was a wild card in a discussion, a board meeting or something, because just like they just probably made all their sensible decisions and then said, right, we've got to do one video game review that's a wild card and yeah, um, let's pick it out of the pile. And it's like, I don't think someone just <laughs> just in for a laugh. I want, it, I want asteroids. It's been done. It's all right. Technically, I mean, Armageddon's asteroids. So <laughs> if, you, if you want to be technical, like. I know it's technically been done, but, you know, just actually asteroids. Yeah. Yeah, the plot of the movie is just, oh, look, there's a load of meteors in space. Let's blow them up. Yeah. That's the, 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 it can be done by, what you call it, the, yeah, the, the guy who does yeah. Transformers. Yeah, while we're on the um, subject, actually, of uh, games into movies and such and television, um, yeah, a good and a bad point in the last week or so. Um, watch the Warcraft movie, despite not actually liking Warcraft that much. But you know, the director is yeah. uh, David Bowie's son, um, and he's done some good films. He did Moon and um, Source Code, which are both very, very good films. And yeah, it's quite enjoyable for what it was. Not bad like that. No. Um, so yeah, but it got a lot of stick when it came out. Non-fan, I think it was critics sort of not getting it, and the fact that it was a video game movie, they were just straight away like, nah, 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 shit, yeah. shit. But yeah, it's far better than any of the Resident Evil shite that's come out. Oh, uh, I don't know, I like some of the Resident Evil shite. But this is like, I mean, I don't yeah. like it as Resident Evil movies. I just like them as shite. Uh, that shite train will be ending soon now. Um, but yeah, it's it's clearly a film that uh, has been done by people that know what they're talking about, and you know into the lore of it all and just the characters and the, the character types, I should say. And yeah, it's a, of course, you know, in a world where we've had Dungeons and Dragons and Lord of the Rings and all that done, it's like, it's, it takes a lot to sort of get noticed out of that. Did well in Asia though. So of course, where they have a lot of their fan base. So yeah, it's probably get a sequel anyway, despite that. Um, not based on a game, but, um, Charlie Brooker's uh, Black Mirror came onto Netflix as uh, third season made by Netflix. And a couple of the episodes are very, very game-related. Uh, there's an episode called Playtest, which is based is about this top-secret virtual reality type game that uh, this guy ends up roped into trying out. And it's like it's supposed to be the, the greatest survival horror ever and... Like that, it puts, basically puts you in a situation with like this tiny chip in the back of your neck, and you experience it all, and everything is manifested from your mind, your fears, etc. It's a good concept in itself, but it just goes in some really cool places. There's a nice little Bioshock reference in there, and uh, they they even got Edge to make up fake covers of this um, you know, this uh, genius game designer that's involved, which is quite clearly supposed to be some sort of Mikami Kojima type guy, you know, with his, uh, I do these big, mad, crazy things that no one would ever talk about. And, uh, yeah, it's really good. And there's, in general, that series has some very video game-esque referencing. And it's nice, got to be said. Just a little aside there. It's, like, it's nice to see that there is TV doing it by doing what seems to work best when it comes to doing video games on uh, in that sort of medium, which is sort of not directly doing it and just sort of referencing it in your work. And I think that people of a certain age coming up now doing that in television, you know, it's ingrained into their mindset, whereas 
you think of the films the past two decades of you know, video game movies, it's people who don't really play video games controlling it all and not really understanding the point. And it's like, it's the same thing that happened with comic book movies and such. It's, you now have people that understand it who grew up with them getting it and getting into the opportunities to try it. So hopefully there's hope that you know, video games will get better represented in sort of TV and movies in the future. But, uh, yeah, sorry, you can carry on there. <laughs> on there. Uh, I think you pretty much covered it anyway. Uh, Gary, go on, sorry. Oh, what, what was the question? I don't know. We were just rambling about video game movies. <laughs> Yeah, that was cool. me. Well, on Friday I watched the best video game movie ever made, and that's Mortal Kombat. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. Dead, I think the Dead or Alive movie is perfectly spot on. Because yeah, you know, I didn't believe that until I heard um, Jim Sterling's yeah. movie podcast about it, where they did they covered it. It's true. It's the most accurate, most representative yeah. film of a game because it's stupid, dumb, yeah, and does everything that games do. It's like, good, yeah, makes sense. And it's got Kevin Nash as <laughs> as, as, as Bass. <laughs> so, yeah, it works for me. Hey, if you guys like it, more power to you. I think Mortal Kombat still takes the top spot. <laughs> Which is, as I said, one of the good. best, not the actual. I'm just saying, for actually staying to the source material and actually being based on the game, it's... Yeah, it is super accurate. It's like the anti-Resident Evil, which just doesn't bother far too much. I think the first Silent Hill movie was fairly accurate. Yeah, no, I mean, that was, but then the second one just, what the fuck, you know. Yeah, the second one was utter garbage, but the first one I thought was very well done. Even to the camera, the fact that they used the soundtrack from the game was brilliant. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, in retrospect, there were things about it that sort of do nag at you if you you know the law that certain characters shouldn't be appearing because they are supposed to be manifestations of certain people's minds you know, in the games. Yeah, so they take like Pyramid Head shouldn't really appear. He was there for star appeal only. Yeah, you know, it's like but yeah, but but Pyramid Head was a disaster going forward after two anyway because they just used him in almost every game after that. And... Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you know, he wasn't supposed to be that, which is a shame. But what can you do? So. It... Do we think that there'll be a chance of any of the, the upcoming sort of adaptations actually getting a chance of being good? I mean, like um, Uncharted now has one of the writers from Stranger Things on to do that, but I, I couldn't see two more different things, so it's hard to know if that's a good thing or not. You know what would be a good Uncharted movie? Go watch what? Indiana Jones. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, I just don't get how hard for you to make a, an Indiana well, Jones movie well, with out Indiana Jones. The Mummy, National Treasure. There are examples that people have tried and failed to make Indiana Jones again. <sighs> Even Tomb Raider, let's be honest. So, Jesus, Yeah, I guess. I think Uncharted, it, it all depends on the actors and the story, personally. What um, happened to um, I mean, The Last of Us as well? That, that started moving along and then just died. It's just... Someone really has to go through with it. Maybe TV is the way to get it done. I think TV is the way because there's this big divide on the Hollywood says they don't want to make the same story that you played in a game because everybody knows that story. Just fair enough. 
the game guys say, oh, it has to be close to the source material or we're not going to help you make it, which a lot of a lot of them say no simply because they don't trust Hollywood to do it. And you had like World of Warcraft and, you know, Blizzard had a lot of input into that movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, that that name is in the opening credits straight away big and but big as brass that logo is there you know it's like there's no doubt that they are involved and you know duncan jones is a big fan of warcraft so it makes sense again yeah but but there have been plenty where they just they 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 had too much input and it ended up hurting the movie yeah i think one of those movies i think was um the, the Prince of Persia movie. Um, yeah, because I got... You know what, to me, that the problem with that one was that uh, Disney looked at Pirates of the Caribbean and thought, we're going to make everything a bit like Pirates of the Caribbean now. Even down to the character choices in that, outside of Jake Gillen. And the fact that, yeah, uh, Prince of Persia, how many people from the Middle East are actually in the film? And it's like, it's Yeah, not... that, that was the big the big thing about it but then again how many actors does hollywood have that are from the middle east don't do that people will recognize again that's the problem it got too safe they tried to do something safe with it it's like risen evil movies it became a a vehicle for you know anderson's lusting for Jovovich, and that's it that's it and that's all all as i think jim sterling puts it best every film is just him saying this film is about why Alice is better than all the original characters. And that's it. It's, <laughs> it's like, you know, big characters are left by the side, don't get to do anything, or you know, poorly represented. And it's a shame. But um, I don't know. I was kind of hopeful this year that Ratchet and Clank was actually going to be decent being a CGI movie. I mean, it looked nice. It's just like, just didn't get received very well at all. But then Sony didn't bloody advertise it. Well, the thing about Ratchet and Clank is it was too close to the to the game story. It was literally the game yeah. story. But it literally that, was. Yeah, that would have been fine. That would have been fine in the sense that the, the original game came out a long time ago, and it's like, and having a game alongside that, and the movie, you know, you know, working in conjunction, that's fine. That works to me. But it's the fact that they just got big names in to do voices and they just didn't bother beyond that by the sound of it they just sort of like well it looks nice it's got some star names it'll make a few whatever so we've said this i think earlier in the year that some things that they put out they just don't put any effort into advertising it at all i think that may be a, you know, a wider problem with their business anyway that they can't they just can't waste money on advertising all the time so certain things i mean it's why microsoft sell anything you know in terms of xbox stuff because they can afford the advertising that's why you see it plastered everywhere and makes you think that they're still you know neck and neck in in the race at at this point because they can spend money to make it look that way so but yeah it's it's unfortunate this means that sony just drop things uh, and that includes the ratchet and clank film the ratchet and clank game uh, until dawn last year it's like and well, look at Nomad Sky. Look how quickly after that they dropped it off, uh, and just left it to. Well, to be fair, get... it didn't help yeah. that Hello Games dropped it off as well. <laughs> well, I, I hard to say on that small team they could be doing work, as has probably been proved this week. They they are still alive, so which is uh, good. Which is good, but it's yeah, the 
the way it was left with that was just very much Sony saying, well, we tried, it didn't work out, but maybe we're not going to take the blame on this. So they, they literally, they stepped far, far back. Yeah. You know, they played into how big a part it was of, of the PlayStation brand, and yet, you know, fucking hell, Knack still gets more talk about it from Sony than fucking... Knack is Sony amazing. Knack. Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so video game movies, they could get good. But maybe they shouldn't be so close to the source material. Or maybe inspired by it is the best way to go. I think most of the best video game-based movies are films that are just based on influences, such as, you know, uh, Crank or Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. It's like they are films that, you know, quite... Oh, Wreck-It Ralph, even. Yeah, it, uh, I'm are, looking forward to the new one. Yeah, it's like films that have gaming heritage but aren't you know, about any explicit one game. It makes more sense that way to me. No, I'm trying so, to think of a video that, game movies that I would then... want to exist. And I, I think I thought of the greatest video game movie that should be a thing. Which is? Streets of Rage. How dare you, Ben? <laughs> what? That would be a great movie. If they, even, you know, if they, even if they don't use the actual story from the game, just use the same sort of... Oh, do you know what, actually... Imagine a 90 minute movie, right? Where it's just like a team of people going through <laughs> different areas of a broken down city and beating the shit out of people, getting to the big boss. And that was literally all you had was 90 minutes of fight scenes, no speech, nothing like and that. One, and it's one continuous camera shot the whole time. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like doing the old boy shot, but continuous for 90 minutes. That... Yeah, kind of like that, that fight in the raid when the two of them are fighting that one guy at the end. Like yeah. 10 minutes, one continuous shot. Yeah, excellent. See, that, I mean, yeah, if you that, that'd be brave, you know, if someone could do that, you could make a, a beat 'em up movie like that. It makes. But perfect... it also has to be random turkeys. Yeah, that they yeah beat up a can oh, occasionally. No, again, if you could make a movie like that, you could do some weird shit with it. So you could literally just have them pass a rotisserie and just, just break the window and take a chicken out of it. So... <laughs> well, not even just literally go to the source material and have the, the rotisserie there, and then they yeah. post a garbage can and there's a. a chicken in it because they've thrown it away yeah like the boss starts an early boss starts kicking the shit out of them and they just land by a bin and they start rummaging around in it looking for a chicken <laughs> i mean play it for laughs it, it makes sense it's like make it insane the only way i will accept the streets of rage movie is if they use the game soundtrack of course oh yeah but, but and like, then what about the slightly modern tweak so it's more yeah. you know you, you know not sprite you know retro music actual proper music with that in. Probably would have some of the retro music in it as a clip. Place in the 80s. <laughs> oh, you'd have to, you'd have to have a place <laughs> You know, like um, films like It Follows, where it's like you're not clear exactly on what genre you're um, and what uh, era you're watching it. It's uh, like an amalgamation of several time time periods. It should be like that. There should be like some modern touches, some 80s and 90s. and. Just, <laughs> And yeah, just throw you know fourth wall breaking stuff in there with like video game references. Like, it'd be cool. I think it'd be a really nuts, stupid thing to do. And yeah, maybe if it wasn't even Streets of Rage, you could just make a movie like yeah. that that's inspired oh, by it. Hell, we got Final Fight. We could do. Yeah. So if that movie gets made <laughs> in the next five years, um, we will be suing. <laughs> <laughs> so we have an audio record of uh, us telling you. It, it, it's a good idea. Yeah. So. 
They're even telling you the specifics on yeah specifics of the actual movie. Yeah, so if someone does get beaten the shit out of by a big boss guy, and he rummages around a bin for a chicken. You know that we came up with that. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> that was ours. You may not take it without payment. Uh, and for some reason, uh-huh. I can picture Vin Diesel and the Rock in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, it has to be for... Dolph Lundgren, man. As Axel. <laughs> Do you imagine him doing that now? <laughs> Mind you, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have to talk, so I suppose. Yeah, it I mean, at this point, Dolph Lundgren is there. He just screams. God, I'm Shit and jeez. No, Christ, at this point, Dolph would be better playing the bloody Titan from Titanfall, the, the shape of him. He's just... <laughs> He is practically made of squares. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, but yeah, there's, there's. I think some stuff will work better as TV series. Some stuff, but movies, Bioshock, within that universe of ideas, I mean, that Infinite brings that in. That there are many, many ways to tell the same story. So you know, there's a great place to go if you want to do a TV series about that sort of style of world and then you can take liberties on what you do because it doesn't have to be exactly like the source material just have those callbacks uh, of the the same beats you know like the lighthouse the this that and the other that would make sense i mean um stuff like mass effect technically some games are so obviously influenced by other you know films and tv shows anyway that you're kind of understand that i mean like the witcher and uh skyrim have do have a bit of a game of thrones to them in terms of the games anyway you know and yeah stuff like that you know, mass effect is quite clearly a bit of star trek meets Battlestar galactica to it and i don't know i'd i'd like duncan jones he's a, a big fan of XCOM. i'd love him to do like an XCOM tv series just It'd be like Game of Thrones, but with science fiction, where you just don't know who's going to die next. Like, literally anyone. doesn't matter if they're a big-name star, little-name star. They just they could just die and without any glory or in no dramatic scenes. Just, it's like, oh, yeah, they were, they were living their life. There was no sign that they were going to die. Bam, they're dead. That's like, great. I mean, you wouldn't get to connect with the characters, but ah, yeah. Um, any particular thing you think might work, guys, in terms of movies? Video game movies or TV shows, or as a TV show in terms of universe. I think The Witcher would work great as a TV show. They tried it, didn't they, in Poland many years ago? Yeah, it, it, they went for like four seasons, I think. Closing, but, but I think it's it, it's good for something. Maybe not national television, but mostly like HBO, Showtime, one of those ones. Hmm. It can show the violence, the sex, because that's the kind of world it is. Um, I think it would work. I also think Tomb Raider would work great as a TV series as well. Um, yeah, I mean, again, it's that adventuring sense, but yeah, it, it kinda, the idea reminds me of a Relic Hunter. Yeah, the librarians fucking out there. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no. Actually, yeah. Uh, Go on. Um, I think the Division would also be perfect for a TV show. Um, the world they set up, um, I think is very well created. Um, 
I know they announced the movie with Jake Gyllenhaal as well playing the lead role in that one, but I think it'll work better as as a TV show. I think it, it, they can do a lot of cool stuff with it, in my opinion. They so. could, they could. Uh, I'm trying to think of ones, but mm, there's interesting ideas, but then there's stuff. I always thought Bulletstorm, they could just create that as a movie, just have nutty kills with stupid guns and quippy one-liners, but Kurt Russell would need to be a young again to make it work. <laughs> I think people will think it's way too cheesy, and I don't think they'll buy yeah. it. Yeah. Well, we, we just came up with the Streets of Rage movie, and that's far more cheesy. <laughs> it's... Um, <laughs> Fallout might work, you know, considering there's a lot of stories to go on there. Great established backstory stuff. It's the post-apocalypse, which is still oddly popular, despite how much of it there is out there. And even in real life, it seems, uh, in this country, at the race, and probably in the US if things don't go right next week. But, uh, <laughs> or this week, yeah, I should say, by the time this comes out. Um yeah, so yeah, there's plenty, you know, stuff like that. Deus Ex would work, I suppose. It's big games with stories, really, isn't it? I think I think a Fallout would work better as a movie than a TV show. I think it'll be way too costly as a TV show. I don't think a lot of people will even attempt to pick it up. Ah, you could just have 20 minute conversations between super mutants and Blokey, and that's it. And just <laughs> you know. <laughs> How do you, I mean, come on, The Walking Dead makes the idea of a post-apocalyptic zombie world boring by having them just talk about the same shit every season. Well, so. The Walking Dead takes place in the middle of nowhere, in the forest. Yeah. Exactly. It takes place in the deserted, destroyed con- country. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. And they, they can't, sort of, you know, there, there's, there's a mileage to these things. I think you can make it work, but... You need not to just start getting to become a slave to ratings. Go, oh, we've got to do these big moments, this big moment, that big moment. I mean, Game of Thrones did that last year with the, you know, this year I should say, where uh, now they don't have to worry about the books. They're like, yeah, well, fuck it then. We're just going to make all this big shit happen uh, like that. And it, it it felt a little out of tune with that world, which is good in some ways because it was just getting a bit dank and depressing. And Walking Dead's now suffering the same fate, really, where it's like, we're just dragging you to the you know, key story beats in the comics and yeah, we'll get there if we get there. But they've missed so many of the other really big key story beats on the way that kind of dampens the impact somewhat. But, oh, well, we shall see. We're, we're rambling on about television for a while there. So. <laughs> well, why don't we just turn around and say what are the best games based on movies we've played? Oh, well, <laughs> that, that's an easy one. It's called Spider-Man 2. <laughs> I like the bit where they recreate the boy Luke. <laughs> um, I don't know because I've played some god awful ones uh, over the many years. Actually, I could name more bad ones than good ones. That's the problem. And uh, I, I think there are some good ones. I think uh, the thing was pretty good on PS. Yeah, but it was, again, it was like going the opposite way. It took the source material and went somewhere new with it. You know, it, it continued the story. It's like same with yeah, the, it was like a sequel to the movie. Yeah, and it's cool. No, as a game, I liked it, but it's like it answered a question I didn't really want answered, which is the who was the thing at the end? Who is still alive? Who is dead? You know, I don't. Yeah, some stuff I'd prefer to stay ambiguous, and I know it's not technically canon in a lot of ways, but still, it's yeah, yeah. 
I also think uh, the the Wolverine game was really good. The one that yeah, that was, that was what I was thinking of. Yeah, even though the movie was rubbish. We... <laughs> Actually, more violent than the movie, which yeah. is mad. It's like, well, yeah. that's because it started off as its own game, and then this they like halfway into development, they went, "Oh, Activision's like, well, we have to make it based on the movie," so they had to add movie crap into it. <laughs> it was going to be its own game, but I thought it was pretty damn good. It oh, was, it was, it was yeah. nice, yeah. nice action, pointless action, killing everything game. Super violent. What was I guess. that? What was that? The last time Activision really put out a good licensed game I, don't know, was, the Dead, I thought the Deadpool game wasn't bad it wasn't good, it wasn't bad it could have so, been great yeah. yeah so I mean as, Wolverine as game was the last say, really good yeah. one I'd say yeah. but, as uh, Hyneen said they forced them to make that game quick and get it out unfortunately yeah, yeah I thought the Deadpool yeah. game wasn't too bad <clears throat> it had its moments, it was too short yeah I think for me, the, just on the other side of it, I think the most misguided, downright awful, greedy, money-grubbing idea for a, a video game based on a movie. Is the kind of Montana movie game? <laughs> no, no. Okay. And the success of a previous movie game is Tomorrow Never Dies by EA, which, of course, <laughs> followed Goldeneye. It's like, you have Goldeneye, right? This, you know, yeah. Multiplayer shooter that everyone goes nuts for. You know, the all ten people that played the N sixty four at the time. Whoop 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 whoop. Yep, <laughs> three of us were in this room. <laughs> it's uh, that Rick and Morty stuff just going back. Like Tyler Rick. It's um, yeah, that you go from this first person shooter, multiplayer shooter that's amazing, and does its own thing with, you know, goes loose on the. Uh, Golden Eye stuff, but uh, and to this single player, third person game, where, where that's kind of like a shit siphon, siphon filter that has all like movie cutscenes in it, and uh, commendably has the title sequence, which is cool. But the game was fucking awful, just like to play to control. And it's just, I think you know that that age, I think it was the first time I realised that yeah, people just make games for. <laughs> To, to put out a quick buck, uh, really. It's like, frame of reference was very small then. It's like, you're too young to notice, or you just don't play them, uh, games like that. And that was the first time I played a licensed game in many years that was that bad. Uh, and I don't yeah. know. Was this after Terminator Salvation? That was before. Uh, this is okay. like... Oh, you know, know. There, there was one good Terminator game, Redemption on the PS2. That was a good Terminator game. I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't remember no, there, that. You kind of run around with Arnold in like a first action game, but it's mostly like in the vehicles. Oh, well. You got to chase down. Uh, I think it spans the third movie only, actually. Yeah. But like you jump from car to car trying to catch up. It was actually really fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Mega Drive had a, a game based on the original Terminator that was a side score. That's really. I, I quite like that. For well, those American listeners, Genesis. Yes. On the Genesis, you had the classic Robocop versus Terminator. Remember that yeah, one? Mad, yeah. mad. <laughs> Alien 3, which was odd. <laughs> Say Alien, split alien 3. <laughs> alien yeah. 3. Alien 3, where it was like, yeah, oh, the movie has one alien in it. Yeah, well, we got loads. <laughs> <laughs> we have no guns. Oh, well, we do. We got pulse rifles and all this. And grenade launchers and all this shit. It's like, 
And then you have the very best of all video game-based movie games. Street Fighter the movie video game. (laughs) Uh I never got to play that, actually. The only game where you get to play as Jean-Claude Van Damme. (laughs) As Jean-Claude Van Damme moves instead of Guile moves. (laughs) I'm going to have to track that down. I want to play it. It is just brilliant. It's not even ironically funny. It's just it is terrible. It's, is it is it on PS One as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah. PS1. <laughs> that means I can play. No, I can't. Damn it! I'm backwards compatible with PS Three anymore. But I do have a PS One. There you go. They should totally release that as a PS One classic, man. <laughs> with trophy support. <laughs> on PS Four Pro. Yeah. <laughs> Needs pro support. It's the only thing they can support is his his looks. <laughs> <laughs> it only makes John Claude Van Damme look normal. Everyone else is still digital. <laughs> so great, it's so great. I love that game. Uh, I think we should. They should think have. About they should have made enough. a Super Mario game based on the movie too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No. All I can picture for some reason in my head is a mix of what we were talking about with Street Fighter, the Street Fighter cast. You know, the movie cast. Yeah. In a Mario Kart movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah, why not? I don't know where I got that from. Just uh, get knocked on. I think we should end uh, soon before we yeah. go too crazy. Yeah, we've been going on. It's like, oh, we're running out of things to talk about. Nope. <laughs> so. nope. Mario Kart with John Byrne Club <laughs> Hey, we didn't even talk about Bethesda yet, so... Yeah, but it's Bethesda, who cares? Uh, you, know, you know, that'll be right by me this week, it's like, despite all that. it's Despite being annoyed with it, despite having many opinions on it, I think just the fact that I played Skyrim, it's like, yeah, but fuck it, does it really matter to me at the minute? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, it really it's going to matter when you don't get the next one. Oh, it's a, I means I can take my time with the review. I don't really get. I, I'm not going to be in a rush to get out for their sake. So, so whatever. That's all you want to treat. But you know, I'll say what anyone should say. It's like if you want to trust reviews, and that's fine. Wait for the reviews. If you want to trust your own gut judgment, that's on you as well. But you know, don't really have the right to go complaining when you start finding that all previews of games you end up buying are really positive because that's where you'll get it now. Previews will become the new reviews yeah. in that, yeah. in terms of gaming media. And they tend to be far more positive than they should be because you don't want to be too nasty about what a game is or isn't unless it is really bad. Well, yeah, because you, know, you want to make like, sure you get your review copy. <laughs> yeah, and you also want to say, well, it could get better. You know, it's like it might be poor here. I mean, Titanfall 2 is a very good example that yeah. people were moaning about the, um, the beta tests, the alpha yeah. tests, uh, and the early game looked shit. Like that, and yet it's sitting higher than Battlefield in score terms at the minute. How did so, that happen? Because Battlefield looked bad. Well, no, both are good. They're oh, both well. doing well score wise. It's no, just no, that no, no, Titanfall no, 2. Battlefield, uh, I don't know. So, just, you don't know. Yeah, yeah. Just know. We just know. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, you, you should definitely finish up, I think. Cause I'm gonna be all yeah, night. we're going to end up annoying everyone. But we'll end it with Bethsidia sucks. Um, so Sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes. I have to make that caveat. 
Uh, I moan about I like their games, so but then I also criticize their games heavily when they're wrong and bad. So <laughs> anyway, let's end this up. Uh, Gary, you've got your shouts. Uh, just shout outs to everybody listening. Uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, Bill, have you got a shout? Um, yeah, Nicky Eaton, uh, brownbutter83 on uh, the old Twitter. He uh, said he subscribed this week. He enjoyed Yay. the podcast. Yeah. Uh, it's nice. It's uh, always nice to have people say that that was directly to our unbanked account. So that was great. That was nice. Shout out to him. And to Thomas Gargan for say, uh, saying last week, where's the new, where's the podcast, guys? Where's the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so, and being able to say to him, is yeah, it'll be out tomorrow. There you go. So. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to shout out to Thomas as well he's an awesome bloke I'd like to shout out to Phoenix Down Radio shout out to Klaus as you all know I'm on Phoenix Down Radio as a guest host every week on a Saturday I'm on Moogle Go Round Radio every Saturday also as a as a, a permanent host um, so shout out to Moogle Go Round Radio shout out to Phoenix Down Radio um, shout out to Samus uh, aka Evolved Male if you watch if you play Fantasy 14 or make sure you go watch his streams he is probably one of the best streamers out there for Final Fantasy. Uh, shout out to Limit Break Radio. They'll never listen because they're Limit Break, but they won't. Anyway, I'll shout them out anyway. And I think I'll end it with the fact that we were joking about Rick and Morty earlier. So I, I want to end it with this. Show me what you got. <laughs>